0: Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Moassasi, and I am your host for the FACT Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am FACT's vice president of community relations. Before we start today's very interesting conversation, I just want to pause for just a moment to say thank you to DBV Technologies for being a very kind sponsor of Facts Roundtable Podcast. Please note that today's guest was not sponsored by DBV or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. Welcome to part two of a two-part series on powerhouse eating for teens and college students. In this segment, we explore how parents, caregivers, coaches, or other advisors and leaders can offer support for good nutritional eating for young people who are on the go, but who also manage food allergies, celiac, and other special diets. FACT Medical Advisory Board member, Allison Kasson, MS, RD, and LD, who works at Cincinnati Children's Center for Eosinophilic Disorders, helps us discover strategies for managing good nutrition while traveling, for school related events, dining out, and allergen cross contact, or just for anybody who's on the move who really needs to focus on good nutrition. Welcome, Allison. We are delighted to host you once again on Facts Roundtable Podcast. Thank you. Excited to be here. Well, we're just as excited. Before we jump into part two of our series on powerhouse eating for teens and college students with food allergies, can you remind listeners of your background in healthcare?
1: Yes, I am a registered dietitian, and I'm also a board-certified specialist in pediatric nutrition. I work at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I do nutrition consultations for children and adults with food allergies and eosinophilic esophagitis.
0: Thank you. Now, to recap for our listeners from part one, we discussed tips for tackling eating highly nutritious foods when you're a teenager or college student with a busy schedule, or you're playing athletics, part of music, theater, and other very intense after-school activities, or participate in other activities that can interfere with mealtime. But today, we're going to shift our gears to coaches, parents, and caregivers on how they can offer support by directing students to nutritious choices. Often in sports, coaches handle the transportation of students to and from events, and that also sometimes includes overnight stays. What advice do you have for a traveling group leader, such as a coach or an advisor, on how to find nutritious foods on the road? Yes, this
1: is a great question and a really hot topic, and I think applicable to anyone traveling, whether they have food allergies or not. So if you are on the road and looking for nutritious foods, I'd recommend looking for foods that fill certain nutritional purposes. So in the last episode, when we talked about the nutritional needs of athletes, we talked a lot about protein and whole grains and healthy fats, foods that burn slowly to fuel our engine. I would recommend those foods also when you're on the road too. I think of convenience foods at gas stations and fast food chains often as being very carbohydrate based. You know, we're talking about chips and pretzels and Chex Mix, gummy bears, all that stuff is fun to enjoy while you're on a bus or in a van with your friends uh, on a road trip. But for nutritional balance, I think it's important for teens, especially if they're on the way to an athletic competition, to have some good nutritional sources as well. Things like protein and really fluids. Uh, Fluids are a really important piece of this too while traveling. It's easy to overlook that when you're out of your element and maybe trying to avoid frequent bathroom breaks. We still want to drink enough fluids when we're on the road. So If you're on a route to an athletic competition, I'd recommend looking for a source of protein, looking for a healthy uh, whole grain snack. And we'll probably talk about those later, but also encouraging fluids as well.
0: That's a really good point on the fluids because it's really easy when you're in a bus or you're on a plane to avoid drinking because you don't want to look for the bathroom. Sometimes it is hard. I find myself doing that actually. Exactly.
1: Or, you know, a lot of people when they're traveling, what are you picking up on the way? A coffee, you know, something with caffeine, or maybe a soda that has caffeine in it as well. And caffeine is a diuretic. Caffeine dehydrates us. So we really want to replenish those fluids with something good, you know, with just, say, water, or maybe an unsweetened beverage, uncaffeinated beverage, in order to rehydrate that athlete so that they can optimally perform when they. Reach their destination.
0: Great tips. So, circling back to finding nutritious food on the road, what about mealtime?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question when it comes to traveling if you
0: have the opportunity
1: to stop at a grocery store to grab foods to take back to the hotel there are lots of convenience foods that could be microwaved easily in the hotel a lot of hotel rooms have microwaves nowadays or if they don't have microwaves in the hotel room they'll have them in the hotel lobby that are available to all the patrons in those cases You can purchase convenience foods that are suitable for your allergy-restricted diet at the grocery store that could be easily microwaved. So I'm thinking things like rice and bean packets or maybe a cup of chili that's allergen-free or even a microwavable bag of vegetables can be something nice to round out a meal if uh, that athlete has been maybe snacking on less healthy foods like chips and, and gummies during their travel.
0: So let's go a little deeper now on the grocery store because recently I was traveling with my daughter and we went into the grocery store and she actually looked for one of those vegetable trays
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the dip and she threw away the dip and then she just bought the vegetable tray. Oh, that's a and good I thought idea. that was so. Interesting. So do you have some ideas on what kind of things to pick up in the grocery store that can be eaten in the bus? You mentioned a little earlier, some items that you could take and microwave, but just what about grabbing something to be eaten just right then and there? Yeah, that's a really good point. And a lot of times when we're thinking about convenience foods when traveling,
1: our brain goes to the gas station, the convenience store, but grocery stores, if there's one on the way and one that's convenient, you're going to have a lot better selection for nutritious foods for all the kids on the bus, uh, not just the ones who have food allergies. So fresh fruit, is great. Fresh fruit doesn't always pack and travel well. If you're thinking of all the things that can end up in a teenager's backpack, fresh fruit can get smashed pretty easily. But if you get to pick it up right at the source at the grocery store, that can be a really nice choice. Another thing that's nice about shopping for snacks on the road at a grocery store is you can get some things that might not be shelf stable things that you might not have been able to pack with you so I'm thinking like a cheese or a yogurt if you are able to tolerate dairy and if you have a dairy allergy, a lot of grocery stores now all across the country, even in rural areas, are carrying dairy alternatives. So whereas you might have had a challenge packing those foods for your trip, you can now find them in many stores around the country. And another pro tip that I would add to this is a lot of these companies of allergen-free products, on their websites, you can plug in your zip code your teen can select their location, their current location, if they don't know the zip code because they're on the road. And then it will pull up retailers that are close by of a certain product they might be looking for. So Maybe they can make a better choice on where to stop in order to do their snack shopping.
0: That is a great suggestion. I never even thought of those. That is Wonderful. And actually on that note, this also helps me realize that our students should be carrying some reusable utensils or maybe even disposable, I guess, where you're going. So if you do run into a grocery store and buy a yogurt, you can. And because you've got your spoon and you're ready to go. That's a really good point. Really good point. I love this. These are great tips. Oh my goodness. Thank you. So staying on the topic of food on the road, is there a way to choose a good fast food chain? For example, is it better to look for a burger place versus maybe Mexican food and a burrito? You know, are there better fast food choices out there? That's a really good question. You know, I'm always a fan of eating local and, you know,
1: not eating chain food. But when it comes to traveling and dining out, food chains Really have their advantages because their ingredients and preparation methods are often consistent. Not only that, but you can also research ahead of time, right? If you know that you are encountering a national chain on your journey, you can look at their website. Many of them have allergen lists, and you can figure out and kind of game plan in advance what you will be able to order and safely consume. So You know, as part of your research and planning what restaurants you will encounter on your travel, I'd really recommend websites to help with that. Um, There's a website that also has a mobile app called Allergy Eats that's a really helpful website it gives you reviews for different restaurants that might be on your way you know people who have food allergies who have dined at these places will give you tips and thumbs up or thumbs down on their experience so that can be really useful in planning too something that's allergy
0: focused so you're not searching in the dark that is a great tip. And then diving just a little deeper with that. So if a team is going to plan like an evening meal somewhere, or they're going to eat in the hotel. Is there generally a certain type of cuisine that might be a little healthier than one in terms of, again, that powerhouse eating? Yeah, you're right. There are some chains or different types of restaurants that are a little easier to
1: dine at depending on the athlete's food avoidances. So for example, a restaurant like Chipotle, you know, you can choose your ingredients. You have that whole bar of rice and beans and meats and salsas. That type of restaurant, um, that fast casual restaurant, is really good for someone, say, avoiding gluten. Because instead of the burrito you can get chips or you can get corn tortillas or you could just get a bowl or a salad that doesn't have any gluten-containing ingredients in it or if you're allergic to dairy you know you can have your burrito but but omits the sour cream or the cheese so those types of individualized dining restaurants are really good and accommodating for someone with food allergies I'll also say, depending what area of the country you live in, Chick-fil-A is surprisingly good for people with food allergies. And I say what area of the country, just because Chick-fil-A tends to be located more in the South. Classically, chick fil A's gotten a bad rap because they fry their fries in peanut oil, which gives a lot of nut-allergic people pause, uh, but the peanut oil is highly refined. It's safe for many peanut-allergic individuals to consume. What's nice about... Chick-fil-A is they fry their fries in dedicated fryers. So those fries are not cross-contaminated with the dairy or gluten the way that fries in some other fast food restaurants can be. They also have some grilled options that are good for people with food
0: allergies as well. That's a good point to remember to ask about fryers and shared equipment. Very good point. Now, do you have any suggestions for portable type meals for taking like on the airplane or on the bus or on the van? I know in back in the day, I would sometimes bring boiled eggs and then everyone would give me the dirty look. <laughs> so I moved on to sun butter and jelly sandwiches. Um,
1: yeah, no, I mean, sun butter and jelly is a nice portable option, you know, so, so I would take it right from you. You have really good experience traveling with kids with allergies. But I also love
0: overnight oats for these situations. Have you ever made overnight oats before? Have you heard of this? You know, I just actually had my first overnight oat this weekend. We went up to Portland to see my son and I was in the hotel and I went down into the little like cafe coffee shop area Mm. and they had them and I never had them before and I couldn't get over how yummy they were. They are delicious. Yes. And it had oat milk in it and mango and pineapple. It was amazing. Yeah. So you can buy it now. I haven't tried the pre-made versions. I think one is called Mush.
1: Um, which isn't the most appetizing name, but it looks really good. You can look all across the internet for recipes for overnight oats, and you can tweak the ingredients based on your individual food allergies. If you're using them with dairy-free ingredients, they travel pretty well without refrigeration for a few hours. You could also pack what I would like to call a snack lunch, If you've ever seen those bento boxes and the cold case at Starbucks, you'll know what I mean. It's basically a tray that has different little components of snacky type foods that make it all together a well-rounded meal. So you could patch together a few components to make a nice well-rounded snack or meal for travel. Maybe a fruit cup or a pouch of applesauce. Maybe you could have pretzels with a little hummus or maybe some chips with shelf-stable guacamole that's pre-packaged. You could even do maybe some dried edamame or dried garbanzo beans as a crunchy snack that has some fiber and a little protein. You could even throw some beef jerky or maybe a pouch of seed butter or soy nut butter for some extra protein too. So you can kind of piece together something. It's really hard to get a nice, well-rounded meal in one food, in one classic food that we're used to sitting down and eating at a dinner table. But if you're on the go, you can kind of piece together some good sources of protein, healthy fats, and a little bit of whole grain too. If you have food allergies and if you are traveling by air, it doesn't hurt to have a letter from your doctor allowing you to carry food with you on the plane. I haven't had a problem taking certain snack foods on an airplane as a non-allergic individual, but you never know. You're already having some anxiety because of airplane travel anyways, right? And you have a food allergy and you're packing your food with you. It's nice to streamline that process if you have a letter from your doctor asking you to be allowed to bring foods on with you.
0: So continuing on our exploration of teams and groups, often the snacks that are purchased to be eaten during practices or lengthy meetings and events are purchased by these leaders. So what would be your top three choices of allergen-friendly snacks for a highly nutritious munching moment? Could you explain also why do you choose those foods?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I, and before I get to that, I will say, because I just experienced this to some degree myself, I brought a snack to my daughter's daycare for her birthday, and there are a few children with food allergies in her class. You know, I would first recommend discussing what the family of the food allergic child is comfortable with. Uh, that's a really important. Piece of this. If you're the coach or if you're another parent who's trying to plan an allergen-free snack, I would just talk to the family and see what they're comfortable with. I think I'm pretty competent as an allergy dietitian in choosing these things. I hope so. We're doing a podcast about it. But still, even so, I wanted to really respect the parents of the children in my daughter's class. Maybe something that I would assume would be safe would not be to their comfort level to feed their child when they're not around. So some parents be a little more restrictive with, with what they want their child to have if they're not in their present. Maybe a, the other coach or caregivers might not recognize the symptoms of a reaction or maybe not know how to use an EpiPen as well as the parent themselves. I would just say, talk to the parent. I think that's the, the first thing. But to give you some ideas or tips to lean on, my top three nutritious snacks would be one, some kind of allergen-free oat product or granola bar. Think of a bar that's maybe made in an allergen-free facility away from nuts and and other allergenic ingredients. There's some good brands. Made Good is a nice brand. And then there's another brand called GFB Gluten-Free Bar that makes some really yummy bites too. If you need even more inspiration for these types of products, I would use a website called Snack Safely. You, you plug in your child's food allergies or the student's food allergies, and it generates all these lists of allergen-free snacks and, and products uh, that you can choose from. So that may give you more inspiration. But I like the oats and oat products because they give you kind of that slow-burning fuel that we talked about in the last episode, some whole grains that sustain these kids through their activities a little longer. So number two, I always love pairing a fruit with a protein. Fruit is great because it's nutritious, it's hydrating. If you're choosing fresh fruit, it has natural fluid in it. It has some great electrolytes, some fiber, some quick, easily digested sugars. But then if you pair it with a protein, think like a streaking cheese or maybe a seed butter or maybe a little soy nut butter to put on your apple slices or on your banana, that can make a really nice, well-rounded snack. For my third choice which is always a crowd favorite. I really like popcorn. Believe it or not, popcorn is a whole grain. So while delicious and convenient and tasty and enjoyed by all, (laughs) popcorn is pretty nutritious too. So I like
0: popcorn for a lot of reasons. Wow, these are amazing. And listeners, I am taking diligent notes, excited to talk to my daughter. And I'm even more thrilled to hear about popcorn because I love popcorn and I love adding things to popcorn too. It's kind of the new trendy food, right? <laughs> it really is. It's so fun. I feel vindicated now. Thank
1: you. <laughs> sure. And surprisingly, there's some cheddar versions of popcorn that are surprisingly milk-free. They're vegan. The flavoring is from vegan sources. So if you see cheddar popcorn on the shelf, don't dismiss it as containing milk. Take a second look at it if you have a milk-allergic child or... Or if you're planning a snack for a milk-allergic child, take another look at some of those cheddar popcorns. They're surprisingly safe. My family used
0: to add nutritional yeast Mm -hmm. with the soy margin on popcorn when we were avoiding dairy. Uh, It was so yummy. Yeah, it is good. It's a good trick. I know. I love all these tips. Thank you so much. These are wonderful. Staying on consuming snacks or meals during an event or activity, what are ideas for snacks or meals with lower cross contact risk? And so what I'm talking about is that we know nuts will have dust. That spread around, mm-hmm. or it's really hard for sesame seeds to stay attached mm-hmm. to a bagel. I mean, we've all had that, right? Mm-hmm. Taking a bite of the bagel and you see the seeds flying and those are really hard to yeah. contain. So might you have some suggestions for foods that maybe don't spread as around as easily? Right.
1: Yeah. And I'm picturing, as you talk about the bagels with sesame seeds, I'm picturing too the other pastries, you know, bringing donuts to morning practice that have maybe a peanut topping. Kids are animals, right? That stuff goes everywhere. Adults are too, to be fair. (laughs) Um, But yeah, some of those things can be higher risk. For everyone's comfort level, packaged food, because it has a label, because it's been packaged and therefore not cross-contaminated, is probably better from a safety perspective. So although we love to support our local bakeries and eat something freshly baked, For kids with food allergies, choosing something that's maybe prepackaged individually uh, will be a little better and make them more comfortable about eating those things because of the lower cross-contact risk.
0: Great information. I never even thought of it on that level. That makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Now, is there a rule of thumb for the types of snacks that are good for endurance or maybe hot weather that are obviously nutritionally sound for people with allergies or maybe even free of the top nine allergens? Because I know we're talking about these really great products that we can bring with us. I love the idea of stopping at the grocery store and picking up something that you didn't pack, but just like looking at hot weather or again athletes who really need to endure.
1: Right. So You know, I know that student athletes, when it's hot, their appetite is often suppressed. Heavy snacks, all the things that I just talked about being good for athletes, like the whole grains and the healthy fats and the protein, probably aren't going to sit very well on an athlete's stomach who is operating in hot weather. So, you know, when they're in the midst of activity and need a pick-me-up, something that has a lot of fluid will be important for them. Most electrolyte drinks are allergen free and therefore safe. So I think you can feel pretty good about bringing a bottled electrolyte drink and having all of your students be comfortable with it. Um, But water is really good too. So, any, any of those would be fine. And this is where something, again, like an applesauce or maybe even jello. So, think something that's easy to digest and it has a lot of fluid in it. And those would be things like fruits, fruit purees like applesauce and then something like jello or gelatin might be good or even maybe like a popsicle in a cooler. Those can be good options because they get some quick sugar that the athletes need to burn and then also some fluids to replace what they've lost through their activity.
0: Again, another amazing tip. But our time together is coming to an end. Gosh, this went so fast. It was just so packed with <laughs> powerful information. I am just thrilled do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up?
1: You know, it's really just about planning ahead. You know, research your restaurants ahead of time, is communicate with all the parties involved, whether it's a parent who's planning the travel, it's the coach planning the travel. Um, good communication is the key to all of this. Also, plans fall through, right? If anybody who is traveling over spring break, uh, over the last couple of weeks, and got stranded by a canceled flight. Knows plans change, so I really would recommend packing some kind of emergency food kit. Just always having a stash of stuff to eat because you never know when you'll the bus gets a flat tire or the flight gets canceled because plans change. So it might not be the most ideal, delicious, nutritious meal that you are planning on serving your athlete, but at least they'll have some kind of
0: sustenance if you get in a wrench. Well, there is another sage pro tip. We thank you so much for your time, Allison. This has been an amazing time together. I appreciate it. And I know all the parents and coaches and everybody else who is out there trying to support students with food allergies or celiac or other special diets is going to really appreciate this podcast. So thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again on the show. Sure. I hope so. Thanks, Caroline. Once again, I would like to say thank you to DBV Technologies for being a very kind and generous sponsor of Facts Roundtable podcast. Please note that today's guest was not sponsored by DBV Technologies or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.